everybody. Here we are again. We're doing a, a very special playlist this week. It's Ohio against the world. So if you're not from Ohio, listen anyway, but just know that we're better than you. Yeah. No, you're not allowed in. You're not cool enough. You can't sit with us. <laughs> so let's get into it. Alright guys, yeah, here we are, once again, into, uh, I don't know what, our like 15th playlist? Yep, we're cranking them out. Something like that, I haven't counted, that was just a guess based on my gut, and you know, that's how I like to roll. (laughs) We don't actually count. We don't actually, we tried that once and we got three episodes in and lost count. Because we're, again, I've said this before, we're big dumb idiots. So. Yeah, anytime we start throwing out numbers, just know it's it's arbitrary <laughs> and we don't know what it actually it's, is. It's also not going to last very long. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about this playlist. Uh, initially, when you brought it up to me, I was like, man, I don't know anybody from Ohio. And then I started looking. I was like, oh, there's a fuck ton of people from Ohio. But you do. Yeah, I do. Uh, Ohio is, is one of those states that a lot of people overlook. And it, Ohio is weird in that. It's one of the few states that people that are from Ohio take extreme pride in. It's like people from Texas and people from Ohio. Those are the two states that really take pride in where they're from, regardless of what part of the state they're from. Because like you got New York City, but it, that's just like New York City. You, they don't include they, they don't even include the rest of the state as part of the state. So yeah, Ohio and is one of those weird states. I think we have the most presidents. I think we have the most astronauts the birthplace of flight uh very rarely has a president won the election without our electoral college votes i think the last one might have been the first time so it's uh it's crazy how influential ohio is but how little people regard it as far as like an important state we have one of some of the best high school football in the country it's just I don't know. There's a lot of great artists come from here as well, so it's 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 interesting when you start to dig into how important Ohio is. Cincinnati was the first actual American, true American city. It was the first first incorporated city that wasn't already a city in a colony. Let's go. Yeah, Cincinnati is the first true American city. So fuck everybody else. <laughs> fuck Boston. Fuck New York. Fuck everything on the East Coast. We're the only first true American city. We we were never a colony. Take that. Take that. Take that to the bank. Take that, America. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got so many cool things, and we live you know, right in between Cincinnati and Dayton, so it feels like we have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Both are very different cities. Yeah. Um, one is an actual city. One is a city that died about 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dayton slander already. Dayton sucks, dude. <laughs> Uh, that's not true. Dayton's Dayton's all right. It's just it's. I'm, it's, I'm literally wearing a sweatshirt that says uh, Dayton till I die. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that. It's, no, that's okay. I. <laughs> it's not like I was that butthurt about it. No, I think Dayton, our boy Tommy will be. And Tommy loves Dayton. Uh, I've always identified with Cincinnati though, even though I have a nine three seven area code for my phone. I just always associated with it because. Uh, sorry, my phone's still on, so you can cut that out if you want. No, I'm gonna leave it. That's fine. Leave it in. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I've always. I've always associated more with cincinnati just because it always felt cooler to me i mean that's where all my sports teams are from that's it just always seemed like a cool city on a river dayton's on a river too but it's like it's more of a creek than a river yeah we i I was telling um, my fiance this the other day i live so close to dayton but i never think to go there everything in my mind is in cincinnati we always go south yeah, so Dayton, Dayton's a, it's uh, it's coming back up, but it's been dead for most of our lives. Like it's just been a dead city, and then I think that's it. It's suffered from that. Like it's got Dayton Dragons. That's pretty much all it's had forever. And then UD. Uh, but yeah, but no UD basketball. Come UD on. basketball. Yeah, they were good once, and then the tournament got canceled. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, a lot of the artists we're going to talk about today are going to be Cincinnati and Cleveland. Which is okay, but then we've got some... Some Columbus. Some Columbus, and some even very close to to where we're from. So, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get into it. And here's the thing, too. Like, I'd rather go to Dayton than Columbus. I hate Columbus. Oh, for sure. Yeah. it's Columbus might be my least favorite city in Ohio. At least big city. It's... Yeah. I would ben, agree. Ben's not going to like that, because Ben loves Columbus. But, you know, whatever. To each. Right. Different strokes for different folks. I was told that's a gross saying this, today, this week at work, and I said, no. Get over yourself. <laughs> 
stop get your mind out of the gutter yeah this is coming from a guy that makes dick jokes every week on a podcast it's different strokes for different folks is just an old saying yeah so but it definitely i can see where it could be a little dirty yeah if you want to make it dirty yeah you're just trying to make it dirty that's yeah like when i tried to make it dirty a few weeks ago and you just (laughs) (laughs) thought i was having a manic episode Uh, i thought you were having a stroke Uh, but it was just me being a dummy anyway let's get into our audience submissions Uh, i'll let you do the first one sure Uh, my fiance zoe uh picked anna sun by walk the moon they're from cincinnati ohio Mm -hmm. walk the moon feels like a really big band and I don't know if it's because they're from Cincinnati or if they actually are such a huge band. But, you know, there's a lot of good songs that I didn't realize I knew by them yeah. until this week. So it was really cool to kind of walk backwards that way because they're one of the there's a lot of bands from Cincinnati that we're going to talk about today that I knew their popular songs and I didn't know anything else. Yep. And so to go backwards. And I think that's why this playlist is helpful for me, for you and even for our audience listeners it'll be helpful to go back and hear songs that you know from an artist and just like hear them a different way. So Anna Sun was a surprising uh, delight to me. Yeah, me too. I uh, <laughs> I was telling you before this, I accidentally deleted it from the playlist because I thought you just left, put six on there. Then I immediately realized my mistake. So I'm sorry, Zoe, don't hate me forever. I would like to come back to this house and record another podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, I, I really did. I enjoyed this pick quite a bit. I think I enjoyed it pretty much every single pick on our playlist this week. Oh, yeah. Which was interesting to me uh, because I felt like I was the only person that didn't like go for deep cuts or like less popular bands. And then I had to realize, think like, okay, just because I don't know them doesn't mean they're not popular. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, you know, <laughs> cheating the system here by picking really, really popular people. Uh, so yeah, but no, I, I really, really liked this song. Uh, and I, I, I like this playlist a lot. I think it was a cool, like you said, it was a cool trip kind of realizing that a lot of these, a lot of cool stuff comes from where we, the city that we love. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool to take pride in that. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you live this close and someone's like, Oh, you'll love them. They're from Cincinnati. That's not a reason to like a band, but it just helps that they are from Cincinnati. It gives you, it it gives you a sense of pride. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I enjoy when I see like people drinking Rheingeist somewhere that's not Cincinnati. You know what I mean? It's not that it's the fact that it's from Cincinnati doesn't make it good, but it makes me happy to see that because I do. I love Cincinnati. I think there's a unique pride in Cincinnatians that you don't get in a whole lot of other cities because we are like the perpetual underdog. It feels like in all things, even though we do a lot of good shit, we're just continually overshadowed by cities like Chicago, all the big cities or like even Indianapolis. I feel like it's more respect than us sometimes for things, which is dumb because Indy is cool city, but it's like there's nothing there. Uh, Cincinnati is really cool uh, art scene really cool like old history to it and it just I don't know it feels like it doesn't get the respect it deserves so when you see people enjoying stuff from a place that you love it makes you makes you a little bit more proud that's right uh, so good pick Zell yep uh, number two Ben Carter mm-hmm. he says shout parts one and two by the Isley Brothers yep uh, yeah classic uh, we had to bully Ben <laughs> out of his other pick. Yeah, it wasn't just us either. It was Louie too. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate you, Louie. Uh, Louie, you are about to move from slot four to slot three. <laughs> Based on your pick and talking Ben out of... Ben wanted to pick Everlong by Foo Fighters. Which, uh, by, you know, Dave Grohl is from Ohio, which is fair. And he did. he was like the founding member of Foo Fighters. So there's a case there for sure. But it just felt too stretchy yeah so every long every long Everlong is an incredible song and it deserves to get talked about it will do maybe that album at some point it, i don't know i think it was just more fun to pick on ben yeah yeah i was having fun with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because uh, normally you're mean to him and i'm like oh it's okay and this week i was like oh you're gonna pick like the most popular rock man that's awesome i'm sure people will be really excited to have heard that well that's the evolution of a relationship right <laughs> it's like you know you don't feel like you need to be nice to ben anymore you can pick on him too uh, and it's it's all mutual we all pick on each other so uh, I, I love getting those like 1 a.m texts from bands he's like oh you assholes <laughs> Yeah, we just wait for him to listen because we know it's coming. (laughs) But yeah, no, great pick, Ben. Obviously a classic, classic uh, piece of Americana here. This is a song that every every single person on earth, I think, hears at some point in their life. Can you think of this song without Wedding Crashers? 
I can't think of this song without uh, Animal House. Yeah, that too. Uh, I, I don't even remember it from Wedding Crashers. It's during the like the where they're all getting thrown on the bed or whatever. Yeah, yeah the titty scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I haven't seen Wedding Crashers in forever, but I can't think of this without the toga party from animal house and that's where this song really lives in my mind but that's the thing everybody has like a cultural touchstone for this song and it's just been because it is it's good it's great i don't i don't i think there was some sort of legend where it was all uh improvised but i know that's not probably the truth maybe the second part was a little bit improvised with the scatting and stuff like that but either way it's just a classic piece of american music and it's undeniable. It's it's inexorably linked with music from that era and music from America. So yeah, yeah, it was an awesome pick, and I had no idea these guys were from Ohio. Neither They're from I. Cincinnati. Yeah, I didn't know. Places. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know he was from Cincinnati, and I, I have to apologize to everybody because we don't have any Bootsy Collins on here, who is maybe the coolest artist from Cincinnati ever. And sorry, Bootsy. Uh, but when we, we just, do this playlist again next year, which we I'm sure we will. Yeah, we'll do another Ohio against the world for sure. Or maybe we'll just do a Who Day playlist or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out to to get more Ohio bands recognition because you know that's we love talking about it. And uh, if you listen to our episode last week, you know we talked to to a guy from this area as well. So you know it's it's just something we enjoy doing, and we want to rep something close to, close to our hearts. Yep. Um, so I'll let you take the third pick. Cool. Next is Louie. Uh, I didn't pull up his email, so let me do that real quick. Uh, I, I, actually, his email is like, you know, I don't have much to say this week. I just really like this song. I like it a lot. And I hope you guys do, do too. It's something to that effect. He didn't have a whole lot to say. And holy shit, do I like I Like It by Foxy. Shazam. It's so fucking good, dude. I it just I listened to a lot of their other stuff this week because I got obsessed with this song. I just I know you did too, because I listened to it. You texted it and I was like, I tell Louie I fucking love this song. And I was like, shit, I gotta listen to it now, and I fell in love instantly too. And I, he reminded me of like a modern day Queen. Yes, like Queen, the Struts, yeah. any glam. Uh, you click on their Wikipedia, it says glam rock, and I've never heard a more appropriate name for a band i don't know of any other glam rock in my mind but foxy shazam what a perfect name for a glam rock band and this song fucking rips dude yeah it's awesome this beats any song on our playlist i agree i think it should be the intro song too yeah it will be <laughs> that's Just two because that's, i'm that that's two for louie now two empty Louis, you're for on fire bro <laughs> yeah that's it you're up to number you you're moved into number three <laughs> sorry ben. sorry ben you're you gotta, gonna have to earn your way you back come to some fire next week bud <laughs> Uh, but no, it's uh, it's a great fucking song. Just that chorus, man. It's just you you first time you hear it, like did he did he just say what I think he did? And then he says it again. It's like that's the biggest black ass I've ever seen, and I like it. And that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. And he screams it in this like anthemic chorus, and I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. This guy just a scrawny little white dude with a weird mustache, and he, he just loves himself some big black ass and there's nothing wrong with that and he likes it so much that he made a fucking kick-ass rock song about Man. it and he's got what does he have like a permed mullet i don't know what it is but this guy is confidence personified for yes. sure he's yeah he's the man i want to be look at <laughs> this, look at this guy what year did he grow up in I don't know, but he wants to be Freddie Mercury for sure. For sure, and that's okay because he's got he's got the vocal chops to back it up too. He's he the dude can sing, dude can sing for sure, for sure. And, and yeah, I know, great pick. I had think I had heard this song somewhere before, but I, I don't know where or when. And I don't, I definitely have not heard of Foxy Shazam before this. So fuck yeah, I'm a huge Foxy Shazam fan now. And they're from Cincinnati, Ohio as well. Yep. So good pick, Louie. Yep, next is Grant Hutzel, who is my buddy from Homage, and he picked every single band Ohio has ever (laughs) produced. He just spammed our Instagram page with, like, what, 15 bands? Yeah, I'll go through and and name them off real quick, because they do deserve at least a mention. It was hard for us to go through and pick songs, because he only picked artists. Uh, Hawthorne Heights, Alexander Dreamer, Mojo Flow Music. Bone Thugs, which we're going to get into, yep. Cloud Nothings, Club Devo, Nine Inch Nails, John Legend, Isley Brothers, The National, Dean Martin, Tracy Chapman, Filter, Ohio Bringing the Heat. I didn't realize The National was from Ohio, too. Yeah. 
Interesting. Are they a Columbus band? They feel like a Columbus band to me. Um, I'll have to look it up. But um, Tracy Chapman also. Wow. Yeah. Can't, it sucks that we couldn't make it make her on the list. But we. I mean, we, again, we'll do this again. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati. Oh yeah. No, I feel like I did know that actually. Now I think about it. Yeah. There, there's just so many. The music scene in Cincinnati is so cool. Yeah. Um, if you've been to a show at Bogarts, you've been to a show at. U.S. Bank, which I think they changed the name of, but there's just so many cool places to see music down yeah, there. Yeah, uh, there's uh, we had King Records here forever, which is a legendary recording studio, basically launched James Brown's career. So there's a cool history of music in Cincinnati. So yeah, there's a lot of there's still a lot of cool culture around music mm-hmm. down here. So uh, oh my god, my computer just died. No, it didn't. Okay, so next is Mason Miller. Yeah, he says Kid Cudi. So I attached a song to it yep. because, you know, he didn't put a song to it. So I I put one. I put Ashen Kutcher, Ashen Kusher yep. by uh, Kid Cudi. Uh, it's just a song that rips. So I was like, you know, it's kind of an unknown <laughs> Kid Cudi song. So yeah, I want to put it on cut, there. Yeah, it's a for sure. Um, and he's from Cleveland, Ohio, which, I mean, most people know that about Kid Cudi. But mm. um, he's it's a fun artist to be like, that guy. Yeah, that guy. You know? yep. <laughs> we, we get him. You don't get him. That's our guy. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Ashton Kutcher. It's like the the Drake meme where he's like, like yes, and then the no is MGK. Yeah, <laughs> he's like no. Uh, <laughs> but even MGK, I'm kind of warming up to. Yeah, um, he's fine. He's we fine. also had an audio submission on Instagram. Uh, Laney Branham. Yep. Uh, says John Bad Baddorf. 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 I'm assuming. Um, he's from Springfield, Ohio. We picked a song called "Don't You Know." Because she just commented uh, his name. Uh, it's a pretty cool song. A lot of uh, indie indie uh, Americana folk vibes. Yeah. Uh, I picked an acoustic one because I really liked it. Looks like he's been making music for a really long time. So it was cool to do some research on him and uh, check out that pick. So. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'd never heard of this guy before this playlist. So thanks a lot, Laney, Lonnie. Yeah, thanks, Lonnie. Laney. Laney. Uh, so let's get into picks, shall we? Yeah, I'll let you go it. first. Oh, I get to go first, huh? It is your episode. It is my week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, I like I said before, I picked pretty easy, low-hanging fruit. I feel like I'm the low-hanging fruit guy. It that's okay. Like to me. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody needs one, right? Uh, so, That's Amore by Dean Martin. Dino is from Ohio. Um, I forgot to look up the cities all these people Steubenville. are from. Steubenville. I wrote them for you. Oh, Steubenville Big Red, huh? Yeah. All right. Wonder if he played for the football team. I'm he sure, had to. Have. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure he was like a, a linebacker or some shit like that. Uh, before they were like known for being, you a know, powerhouse. Yeah, just ruling D6 football forever. Uh, but anyway, uh, so he's one of the original kings of cool. I, you know, I was stoked to learn Dino was from Ohio because it it made my first pick incredibly easy. This is my go-to, the one karaoke song I will always be able to sing, is that's Amore. So this is a this is a self indulgent pick for me. Because I have sung this song live and I enjoy doing it, I had an old lady come up to me one day at a bar. She's like, you made me feel young again. And I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, and that's yeah. how Kevin got the name Cougar Hunter. That's right. That's right, bud. You remember that that uh, that old porn site, MILF Hunter? That's me. <laughs> Except with G-MILFs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway let's get, let's get back on track here um no it's just a classic kind of goofy italian love song and it harkens back to a time where men drank scotch at noon and wooed women just by a smile and a wink and i think that's that personifies the kind of rat pack vibe you know dino was always a lot better of a vocalist pure vocalist than frank was but frank had that special kind of uh tempo to the way he delivered his songs and he's got a great voice too don't get me wrong but dino was always a better pure vocalist and could sing italian love songs a little bit more authentically and he just it's just a cool guy like you go you can go watch his old like variety show and it's just a bunch of friends getting really drunk and smoking and laughing as much as they possibly can at their own inside jokes it's really it's just a cool era of manliness that I don't necessarily miss but I I am upset that I kind of didn't experience in its entirety because it is it's an interesting interesting time oh yeah yeah no man it's it's just one of those things that uh you know 
I'll always love the Rat Pack for that era. And yeah, thanks for giving me cool shit to listen to, Dino. Yeah. Yeah, this this song definitely makes you pine for simpler times. Um, at times, I almost felt like it was like a Pepe Le Pew song. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know if you felt, if, if you ever feel that. No, I um, get what you're saying, though. For sure. It's that kind of like goofy cartoonishness to it. Yes. Um, but it, it's goofy and elegant but, and fun. And I it was fun to realize he is from Steubenville because I didn't know that. And then I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of looking more things up about him and reading about his variety show and reading about um, how he did the roast back in the 70s and oh, 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just really cool to kind of go down that rabbit hole between him and the Rat Pack. And, you know, if we were really pandering, we could have picked a Rat Pack song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good pick because I, I remember reading it and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then when you picked it, it made me do more research. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you doing that. And it was, I love this song. Yeah, I, like I said, it was very self-indulgent. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, do you know that my karaoke song? Yeah, of course I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first pick, are you, are you done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go. My first pick is Growing Up by 90s Kids. They are from Columbus, Ohio. Um, and they have a really cool sound. I've I've interviewed them on our other podcast, uh, Queen City Podcast. It's a great interview, by the way. Thank you. And I might put the, the clip... Or the uh, the link to it if you guys are interested. Uh, they just have a really cool sound, and they have a way of blending this like alt pop with '90s sensibilities, which is very nostalgic. Um, because I don't know how they do it, but it, it's it's a really good way of di- differentiating yourself in the crazy landscape of pop music. Because there's so many sounds, and there's so it's so easy to sound generic. So to find your own sound and kind of hone in on that. Even their Instagram posts, their social media posts, all their things that they put on their uh, Spotify and the like little clips you can have on your Spotify music now. They just have a really good way of like capturing that like 90s sensibility. Mm. And it's really cool. This song specifically is, um, it's not their most recent single, It's but it's a single they've released this year and it's got such a good chorus. It's about, you know, you look forward to growing up and now it's like, oh shit, I'm grown up and I don't want to anymore. So yeah. Uh, it's only a matter of time for these guys to get really big, and uh, you know they're they're very down to earth. So um, I love a catchy hook, and I'm interested to hear what you think about it. You know, I feel very much the same way. It's it's uh, they're they're very interesting in the way that they're nostalgic for me, but in a in a corny but not bad way because this reminds me very much of like LFO or something like that from like the like I wrote. You could put you could take any song from 1998 TRL. And put modern sensibilities on it, and that would be '90s kids. Like that—that's just the way they sound to me, and it makes me smile because it reminds me of being specifically it matches with this song because it reminds me of a time before I had to grow up and I was didn't have all these responsibilities, and it just really makes me happy. And I—I I feel like this was specifically made for people in my age range, kind of that like 28 to like 37 year old people that remember like the late 90s TRL and even into early 2000s and it's it's there's nothing groundbreaking here because it's stuff that sounds like it's been done before they're just putting a modern spin on it and that's okay because it, it's 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 accessible and it's something that people my age would really really dig if they would just get out of their own way I think that there's a lot of people in our age group that kind of have decided like okay I'm done listening to new music. I've listened to all the music I'm going to like, and I'm just going to re-listen to all of that stuff for the rest music, of my life. Music was better back in the 90s, yeah. early 2000s. Well, and that's that's exactly what 90s kids are trying to reach, but they're a newer band, so it won't necessarily reach their target audience. So they're in a weird kind of space here because I don't know if they're necessarily going to work on the same level with a younger audience as they would with people in our age range. So... I hope they make it big that we just need to get people that have decided they're done listening to new music to give them a chance. Cause I th- really do think they would resonate incredibly well because they do with you and I, and I think just they need to reach a larger audience and somehow break the lazy listening of people that have just decided they're done. <laughs> and I, I think one thing they've done really well is sharpening their, their sound because sure. their first couple EPs, you know, they, they're all self-produced. So you can tell, um, it's a little rough around the edges, 
but it feels like uh, the last couple singles they've re- basically since 2019 to now it's just been so crisp and like really good sound quality and you know that goes a long way with us because you get you focusing on the music mm. you're not like oh god what what is that Ugh, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you talk about a mix in a song it's usually not a good thing yes so if you can just focus on just the music that's that's great and you would never be able to tell these people these guys are self-produced because it doesn't sound like it but right. you know they've also had years to practice and get better at producing and realizing what works and what doesn't and so yeah, I think it's uh it's really cool to kind of hear them, especially in the context of the interview that you did with them, because this is these are the songs that they couldn't talk about in that interview. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of cool to listen to um, now with that context. So give that interview a listen for sure. Uh, I think you're gonna try to link it in the. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I no. I put Louis' link in there. You know what? I'm I'm done being a bad boy. <laughs> I'm keeping my promises now. <laughs> I'm giving up the bad boy life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's funny. Um, shit. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so to my second pick, which was Ghetto Cowboy by Bone Thugs. And this song had to be on there because I it was wasn't last week or two weeks ago that somebody you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking love that song. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this has got to be on there. I love Bone Thugs. They're like a formative band for me. They're the first like hip hop group that I listened to and actually really made me dig into hip hop. I've talked about that Songs that changed my life. That's right. Exactly. So if you want that story, go ahead and listen to that episode. Um, But yeah, no, they're they're legendary Cleveland-based rappers and they just have, they put out hits forever. I don't know if they're still doing stuff. The last I remember they released a CD when I was in college. I don't know if they've done anything since then, but that that album was fucking awesome too. Uh, I don't think... I think individually they're all still doing stuff, yeah, but they haven't done anything as bone. They've gotten together and broken up, and people have left. And it's just it's, it's it is it is what it is. You know, you can't make music with the same people forever because you're going to start hating them. So, plus everyone grows artistically different. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So this is a song that I remember just playing the wheels off of when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, this song fucking rocks, dude. It's a little bit different. It's got like a country vibe, but it's still very much rooted in like Cleveland style hip-hop and like that northern like that kind of chicago uh cleveland style hip-hop and uh, i listened to it back and i was like you know what i don't really like this song anymore <laughs> it's, it's is my- this like going back and listening to limp biscuit kind of uh but i still kind of there's this place in my heart where it's like yeah i can i can still fucking get down to break stuff i love this song man. I, I know you do but i don't and it's it's weird for me to pick a song <laughs> that i just don't like because it's so cringe, it's so weird, it's so kind of dumb, and it feels like it's below Bone Thugs. It feels like a cheese factor that is below Bone Thugs, which is fine if it's done like intentionally. But I don't think it was done intentionally. I think it was meant to be kind of like this cool, like, "Hey, look what we're doing. We're branching out," and it's just it's so corny. See, I think it's it's goofy. I think they're going for the goofy. Oh, maybe, but. I don't know. It just kind of like meanders through like forced cowboy tropes. They spent like th- three minutes talking about why this girl is hiding in a bush. Like, why are you hiding in that bush with that sawed-off shotgun? Because uh, I'm just, I'm just doing my whatever. Oh, then. Well, she was hiding in a barrel far. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I did like that line. Um, I say that like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. It just didn't ring true, and I, I regret, and I didn't regret picking it. Because it is some a song that I've listened to quite a bit in my life. But there's so many other, just a million, there's a million other Bone Thong songs that are a million times better than this one, in my opinion. I hate to disagree, because these are Cleveland boys. But I love this song. Yeah, you're, I, I, and I did too at one point in my life, so there's nothing so wrong with that. This is like, I got six peaks and you got four. Sure. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if you feel like you had to pick this song because of me. No, um, no, no. I picked it because I thought I... I thought I really still loved it and then once I picked it I was like yeah whatever I'll keep it on there even though I don't really like it anymore because I think that's interesting yeah but it's uh yeah I don't know go ahead I said my piece <laughs> uh this song is cemented in time for me it feels like when was this song like early 2000s I don't know I don't even know if this was on an official uh Bone Thugs I album. downloaded it on LimeWare so time and albums to, I think the the one we posted in the playlist is from a compilation, so yeah. that probably is true. Um, but I remember writing with my cousin, who's like older. He lives down in Kentucky, and he had like a mixed CD, and he put this song on, and I was like, 
this is the coolest song I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> so I think growing up and hearing this song like periodically, and I've I've had a really long time since I've heard this song, so it's kind of more of like a ooh I remember. Yeah, how, it's been like how cool this song 10, was. 15 years since I've really listened to this song, and just you know the whole finding a little hot shorty to go go along and be a ghetto cowboy. It's basically you know the whole like let's be Bonnie and Clyde together, but it's like yeah. a, the ghetto cowboy version of that. And I always thought it was really cool. Um. You better count your money is the coolest yeah, chorus. You better count your money. Yeah, it's just like You better and, count your money, boy. And I think that's why I still like I still really like that part. Yeah. The the chorus is what makes it because the like I like you mentioned like the choruses or the verses are like where are you going with this, dude? Oh, yeah, like come on. It, the song feels are you guys like telling it's a story or you're just like reading a diary entry for the day. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> how many different cowboy tropes can we force into this song? But um yeah, I, I still thought it was uh, fun to go back and listen to. And if you haven't heard it before, you might not like it as much as you and I do because we have rose-tinted goggles. Yeah, for it. sure. I think there's a big old crack in my goggles now. So. <laughs> Don't ever meet your heroes, kids. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. <laughs> Don't meet your childhood heroes, kids. Uh, so next one, uh, my second pick is Radiate, Princes Like You Do by the band called Harbor. Uh, this is another band that I've interviewed. Um, they're from the Lebanon, Cincinnati area. And I've known the lead singer Ryan for a really long time. And this specifically, this song and this album came out in 2019. I interviewed them about that. Uh, So maybe I'll include that too, just for some context if you guys are interested. Um, But they have this really cool beachy sound. And something that Ohio bands are really good at doing, even though we're nowhere near a body of water, especially in Cincinnati besides the Ohio River, which is like basically a wasteland. Well, you got Um, the beach bar. (laughs) <laughs> true so we got the beach yeah, the beach water park come to the beach that song slaps we should have put that on here. <laughs> um but you know instead of leaning on the the beach sound they kind of use it as a bed for having cool instruments and vocals and sounds um and this song feels like their old album which i i talked to them about in their interview it feels like the old the whole album before was all beach music and stuff like that and then this, the breakdown is what changed everything. Cause it was the first song on the album. And you're like, Oh shit. Like this isn't going to be the last album over again. Yeah. This breakdown like snaps you into like, Oh, it catches your ear and it makes you want to listen to the song over again. So, uh, the, the like, nah, la 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 la. Yeah. And we love gang vocals. So yeah. it's a breakdown gang vocals. It's almost like a little piece of metal got thrown into this beach. <laughs> Kinda, song. Yeah. For sure. I could see something. <laughs> Let's do a metal version. We'll get really good at instruments in six months. We'll uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll make a metal version of we this We got song. it. We got this. <laughs> so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, no. I wrote the, the sad boy Dill meme is dead. You're now, you're now happy boy Dill. Because all you do is bring immaculate vibes to these playlists. And this is another one of those songs. Uh, this song makes me kind of want to be by, at a pool party, but like a fun adult one, not like the, like, what is it? Project X, like high school pool party. This is like everybody. It's like, I don't know, six thirty, seven thirty PM. Somebody's all the food is fucking great. Cause we're all adults and we know how to cook a little bit better. <laughs> and so like the food is amazing. We're drinking like, you can smell the smoker. Yeah. We're drinking blue moons and margaritas and the it's just, it's a great time just being around other adults and making like jokes that are funny to people that are a little bit older and had a little bit life left. Lived a little bit more life than like a 17 year old idiot. You're shotgunning Hootie delights. Cause you can. That's <laughs> yeah, completely different vibe. <laughs> but when that breakdown comes, that's when somebody's like, Hey, let's do a shotgun. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. And then you become kids again. And then the, the that's when it becomes, that's when a, uh, a darty becomes a nardy at that point. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's a really cool flip in my mind where that breakdown comes in. Because it's like, all right, yeah, cause this is a cool, like adult chill vibe. And then it's like, Oh fuck yeah, let's go. Now we're raging again. And it's just, cause I, I love parties like that. Cause I, I, it's kind of what my draft day is like where we're all kind of just slowly drinking and then somebody gets really drunk or somebody brings out like a beer bong where they're like, Oh, now it's flipped on its head <laughs> and now we're all really drunk. And it's, 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 it's a cool, uh, it's a cool thing that happens. I think as you become an adult and you start drinking with your friends, cause 
in high school and college, everybody's just drunk right from the start. And then as you get an adult, you're like, oh, I don't know. You got to drive, blah, 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 kids, whatever, wife. At some point, somebody's just like, fuck it. We're, we're having a fucking party tonight. Yeah. And that's what this song reminds me of. So it was a really cool, cool vibe to this song. And uh, yeah, it's, it's this is a song I'd never heard before uh, from a band I only had peripheral, peripheral knowledge of. And so I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah, they they have millions of listens on Spotify. Yeah. They're just one of those bands that, you know, once the world opens up a little bit more and they're able to tour, I think they can they can really make it big. Yeah, I mean, they're from just down the road here. So. Right. Uh, yeah, so my third pick uh, is another, again, low-hanging fruit. Uh, and it's uh, John Legend. He's from Springfield, Ohio. Again, kind of in our deck of the woods. Uh, he's not. He's not from one of the bigger cities, so I feel, I just consider that our neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I from, mean, really not. It's less than an hour away. Yeah, it's not that far. Uh, but you know, I'm from Wilmington. You're from uh, Monroe. So anything that's not in a big city is like, oh yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, we claim you. You're yeah. south of Columbus. You're ours. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so. That makes it extra cool for me because he is an international star and he grew up in basically the same place I did, which it just, it gives you hope, you know? <laughs> that guy made it. We're trying to do this thing here, this crazy little podcast and somebody from literally the same area as us is, is now internationally known, married to an internationally known supermodel and just living his life, man. And it's it's really cool to think about that when you think about doing something aspirational but you're like oh no i'm from cincinnati nothing good ever comes from that but it does uh, and this, this that's kind of what this playlist kind of proves but anyway um this song is the first time i can remember hearing john legend it's just, i think this is the first really big blow-up song from john and it still stands out today as like i'm just a massively good track it's just really really good i actually almost like john legend's older stuff better than his newer stuff it's all still good but it just it's like a classic Motown track meets a Rat Pack ballad. And I think that's kind of, he operates in that space very frequently. And I think that's what made him stand out above other R&B or soul or pop artists from his time. And it's just, it's, it's a song about the difficulty of falling in love. And I think that's something everybody can relate to. Everybody's like, Hey, maybe we should just take it slow. I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. But I still really like you. Let's just take it slow. And the way he delivers it is just so effortless. And it's just, he reminds me of Al Green in that way where uh, where Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Where he's almost like he shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, shit, I got to sing. And he's like, ha. Because that, that, that beginning of Let's Stay Together is one of the coolest openings of all time. Because it's effortless. It's like he's just like stood up from his chair and just started singing. He's like, oh, yeah, I have to sing tonight. And it's just so, so good. And that's what John Legend reminds me of in this song. And really for most of the songs that I've listened to from him, he's just got this effortless cool about him. And I don't know. It's cool. I, I, I like, like listening to him a lot. He's one of my favorite artists to come out in the last 20 or so years. So. Yeah. Um, you know, as as people remain in the spotlight, at least personally for me, uh, when they stay in the spotlight for an extended, extended period of time, you forget what got them there in the first place. And this song is a really good reminder of why John Legend is so famous and so well-known. You know, without the circulation of what his wife thinks on current politics and <laughs> sure. what's going on on the internet with her, like, you remember that John Legend has so much soul and he's a he's world-class vocalist. And it almost feels like he could be in the Rat Pack era of music because he's got that soul. He's got that, like, charisma. Yes, it's charisma. He's dripping with charisma and, like, just a calm center. Like, he doesn't seem like anything would piss him off. And I know we, we shit on Michael Buble a lot yeah, for a good reason. But this is what it could be if you don't try so damn hard. Yeah, exactly. If you just, like, come from the heart and make it make it sound good. And John Legend doesn't have to try very hard to make it sound good. So, um I feel very fortunate to be alive when John Legend makes music. Yeah, me too. I think it's he's a rare talent. And I think he's kind of faded away from that superstardom for a little bit. Uh, I think that's kind of good too because it allows people to kind of just kind of simmer in what he's made. And I think that's that's always cool for a guy like him. I don't think he necessarily likes being a superstar either. So I don't really know the guy personally, but he just seems like the kind of guy who's like, 
if I'm a big, I'm big. If I'm not, I'm still going to do the shit that I love. And I think that's cool. Yeah. And he's not a guy that's like always in the news. Like a lot of the news that's attached to him is not always attached to him. Yeah. It's from Chrissy. Um, (laughs) not a lot of nice things to say about her. (laughs) The only knock on John is his choice in women. Like you read this love song about her? No, this wasn't know. about. This was before Chrissy. Oh, good. good. Um, there was there. He did write a song about Chrissy. I can't remember which one it was though. Yeah, I don't want to get too mean, so yeah. we'll move on. Um, you got anything else about John? Nope. Uh, so my next pick is "You and Me" by Motherfolk. Motherfolk is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Another yeah. Cincinnati band, and uh, I was introduced to them about five six years ago. I worked with um, my buddy Max at Under Armour, and he went to college with these guys. He went to Kentucky Christian uh, when it was just two guys writing acoustic songs in, in their dorm room. So it's really cool to see how these guys have um, progressed because I, I've been listening to them since their first album, and um, kind of they've become a full band over the years as well. You know, they've taken on a guitar, another uh, a bassist, a drummer. Um, one of the lead singers, Nate, his wife plays the, the keys. So it's cool to see them live because it is such a big band now. Um, but their music has kind of been formative for me because, um, they're so honest about what they've gone through with their faith and how they feel about religion and finding happiness on the other side of that. And it's been really cool to, to hear music like that because it's not something you really hear on the radio it's not music you really hear unless you go really searching for it yeah so um yeah i just thought um this song specifically you and me has like such a slow almost like lulls you and i think you wrote that like it lulls you and then hearing it live when that like the bass comes in or the bass kick from the drummer when that comes in you're like oh oh we're we're going for a ride. Aren't we? <laughs> um, so this song is really cool the way it's set up, but also I really love the lyrical content. And on top of all that, they were the first band I saw post pandemic and it was really awesome. Yeah. I saw them in Springfield and they crushed it. Yeah. I still have not been to a concert post pandemic and I, I'm pretty excited to go to Billy Joel later on. This. Ooh. Yeah. He's uh he's coming to uh great American. And so I was supposed to go last year, but it got canceled, obviously, because the whole world was sick. So, but you already paid for the tickets. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was my Christmas present for my mom a couple That's of years cool. ago. So me, Ben, and my mother are going to go see old Billy Joel. That's awesome. Yep. And now that, uh, sorry, a little aside here. Now that Elton John is touring again, he's going to be in Cleveland. I feel like I have to go to that. This yeah. is farewell. His is North American farewell tour. So he's never going to tour North America again. Until he does. Until he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's old. He's in his seventies now, I think. So yeah. this is probably it for him. Yeah. Anyway, to get back to Mother Folk here. Uh, so yeah, you're right. The first thirty to forty five seconds, I was like, oh god, I'm it almost asleep. gets to a minute, I think. Yeah, it's it's long, and it's I was like, God, this. Okay, it's fine, but I'm like falling asleep, and then all of a sudden, launched in a 2006 alt rock, and I'm like, oh okay, fuck yeah, let's go. Like it pumped me up, man. Because I, it's incredibly anthemic and loud, and it makes it makes that when they do finally get back to that like slow down to end the song, it makes it so 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 satisfying. And I think that's I don't know if it's intentional that they made it to go almost too long in the beginning, but if it is, that's genius because it's like I used to skip the song till I heard it live. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's totally fair because it's. It takes a long time. To I don't started. have the patience to wait a minute to find out if I like a song. <laughs> yeah. So if I hear it live, that's that's when it would get me. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because if we weren't doing this for a podcast, I probably would have been like, nah, next. Next, after about 20 seconds, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. This is just a slow ballad. Blah. Yeah. Which I usually skip those most of the time because it's like, there's nothing dynamic here. It's just everybody does a ballad and then you feel like you have to to fill space. So. Yeah. But then like that, it really is genius to just have the whole middle part of the song be very loud and anthemic and then just all of a sudden back to that opening like quietness and just to end it out. It's like, it's not even that long. It's like 20 seconds at the end of the song. It's just, it's very, very, very satisfying. I think it's, it's a mature way to record a song. It's very much on purpose too, because it's like, this is, this is sad. I'm closing the book on a chapter of my life. And then it's like, so what do we do now? We just like 
I guess, be happy. So, yeah. like, they kick it up. Yeah. And so, like, when the song slows down at the end, it still has that, like, residual energy. It's not as slow and uh-huh. as somber as it was the first time. You're right. Yeah. So I think it was really clever the way they, they put the song together. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and, you know, I had heard of Motherfolk before um, this, but I'd never really listened to them before. So another another great pick. Another uh, surprise for me. So Yeah, I tried my best to pick artists that were a little less than well-known. Yeah. Because most of these bands don't need my help to become big, but, you know, <laughs> sure. it's still like local bands that I've been keeping my eye on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on. My fourth pick here uh, is Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys. And weirdly, this felt like the most cheatery pick of my bunch. For some reason, this felt like I was cheating the playlist the most when I listened to it. Because, like, man, this song was, and this album really was fucking everywhere when it first released. And it's a, to be fair, it's a great album. I was called El Camino, I think. 168 million listens this morning on Spotify. It's crazy, crazy, crazy how much, how quickly the Black Keys exploded. And it was all of a sudden. And I was like, holy shit, where do these guys come from? And I think the secret sauce is perfectly condensed in this song where it's it's like they're a perfect culmination of what was going on in rock at the time but they made it feel like it was classic rock for some reason and it's i think it's that that kind of keyboard uh whatever that weird bang whatever that sound is made it sound like it was from the 70s but it was also it perfectly encapsulated what was going on in rock at the time uh and it just there's something about it that's timeless and it feels like a big stadium song there's just there's just no there's nothing that can replace timelessness in music and this they really really kind of just caught lightning in a bottle here with this album and specifically this track and they just never look back, man. And it just, I don't know. I don't know if they've really released anything that's kind of lived up to this album since then, but they're still really fucking good. Like yeah. the Black Keys are awesome and they deserve to be talked about and held in high regard as far as that era of rock and roll goes because they were they were really kind of different and new in an era where rock was all kind of starting to sound the same. And I don't know. Yeah, Black Keys are awesome and I think they deserve a lot of respect. Uh even if you think this is a cheatery pick, but they deserve to be in a playlist about Ohio bands, certainly. Yeah, they're from Akron, yep. so that counts. Uh, I, <laughs> it sure does. It sure it's within does. the boundaries. I don't know. They're pretty close to to uh, Michigan. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I I I think it's not a cheatery pick because it got me to listen to them again. Yeah. I associated them. I honestly thought White Stripes and Black Keys were the same. Wow, interesting. Um, yeah. So shows what I know. I, I honestly didn't listen to a lot of rock. Yeah, and sure. I listened to a lot of punk rock when this was out. So That's fair. I was not on the same. Like I've, I've heard this song on the radio and stuff, but I put them in this like mental box of like, oh, this is just radio rock, you know, and that's not really fair to them because no. this got you putting this on here made me like listen to a lot of their catalog because we've had a lot of more time with our play, this playlist this mm-hmm. week than we do normally. And, um, you know, after doing some digging, it turns out I've been listening to Dan Auerbach's solo music for years, yeah. not knowing it's the same guy. <laughs> so, cause he's got like almost Americana solo music and I, I live for it. Mm-hmm. It's like when I want to like take a drive, that's what I put on. And so it's so cool to know that I've been listening to them subconsciously and not knowing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I've eaten my crow. I'm going to go back and listen to the black keys. And I think that's something you've been really good about you know you always say you pick low-hanging fruit but really i've not really been on the the mainstream part of music so you're still showing me music (laughs) (laughs) because you know i knew gold on the ceiling but and i've known some of the more popular songs but it gets me like oh it kind of does the little head tilt like sure sure oh i thought i was too cool for this music and now it's like i get to listen to it after the dust settles so um yeah, I didn't know they were this rock and roll, and I love it, so I appreciate it. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, my fourth pick is go! Exclamation point. Go! Go! <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, this is, we can do the Jonathan Davis. Go! Uh, by Coastal Club. They're another band from Cincinnati, Ohio. 
you, you okay? Yeah, just, you're so stupid. <laughs> uh it's another band from cincinnati ohio um and they're like sneaky good yeah i've i've never seen them like be a main stage band but they've opened for harbor they've opened for uh mother folk and their vocalist is is interesting he reminds me of bad sons of the killers almost like these guys are from cincinnati but somehow he sounds british like how, yeah. how, do, how do you do that good job um but i really like the p- vocal performance and um uh, this song makes me want to be on the beach and you know, they're called coastal club for a reason. I think they used to be called like local waves before that, but I think coastal club is a better name. Yeah. Um, but you know, this could easily be a windows down song or it could have been on the windows down playlist. Um, but the song is catchy and to the point they've been great openers and I'm excited to see because during the pandemic last year, they released like a, a five song EP slash album and uh, it's it's good front to back. So I'm sure at some point when when we're ready, we'll we'll do that as well. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, my first thought was that yeah, your killers comparison holds a lot of weight, and, and I, I only even went like a step farther where they remind me of like Cage the Elephant or Fun, where they're just that kind of like fun and accessible sound, and there's just something immediately listenable about this band and this song specifically. I've never listened to anything outside of this, but I can imagine this is a good, like kind of, you can extrapolate what the rest of their sound is like from this. And yeah, no, it's, it almost buries the lead and how interestingly this song is written because the guitar work is fucking awesome in this song. It's, it's really fucking like high level guitar work in a song that's just kind of goofy and fun and like easily listenable and it's just it's like man this this guy is shredding it's almost like he reminds me of uh remember that video came out a couple years ago of the guy the japanese guy in the suit and like playing the drums and he's just going way too fucking hard for this children's <laughs> program that's kind of what this guitarist reminds me of in this song he's like you don't got to try that hard but just play a couple chords and you'll be good the, he's the ben rosett of guitar yeah players. absolutely dude well i mean he is a guitar player so yeah maybe it is ben yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. Guys uh, everywhere. Yeah, but it's you know they're simple but really smart drums, and I think that's really cool to listen to. And it's it's really really colorful vocals, and it just makes it a really well constructed fun song. I, I got kind of obsessed with this song the first couple of times I listened to it, just because I was I was having fun picking out each individual part and how interestingly it was written and how it kind of all fit together in this very complicated but very simple package. And I think that's really cool when you can make something that is obviously very meticulously thought out as far as the way it's written and make it sound simple and make it sound poppy and make it sound accessible. And I think that's credit to Coastal Club for being able to do that and do it well because if you, there's some times where it can feel pompous, but it doesn't. this doesn't feel pompous at all. This feels very, very accessible, and I think uh, that's hard to do. And do it well. So. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Coast Club. Yeah, you get the stamp of approval. Yeah, you get the thumbs up. You live to see another day. Now go and listen to them. <laughs> go. <laughs> We're gonna be doing that the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dill and I. This is not the last bit. Dill and I are gonna see each other today, and if we're already just kind of slap athletes, it's, it's not a not a not a great. Mix. We haven't even touched the bourbon yet. <laughs> the day is young. <laughs> Uh, so my last pick is uh, Simpleton by Mushroomhead. And this is, again, a very indulgent pick for me. There's other Mushroomhead songs that I would actually probably introduce people to first, like Bwomp or something like that. Anything from Super Buick, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. This is not from Super Buick. But holy shit, is it good. It's just it's a really, really, really deep cut from Mushroomhead. Um, it's from one of their demos before they got signed. And it's just they're just legitimately one of my favorite metal bands of all time. And a lot of people like say, oh, they're they're they just copied Slipknot. I think one, they predate Slipknot. Two, yeah, they it's a big it's a big ensemble, and they all wear masks. But their music is just not even close to each other. Like this is more like Nine Inch Nails or like Mr. Bungle or something much weirder than what <laughs> Slipknot were doing. Right. Now, Slipknot's a weird band in the new metal era, but this isn't new metal. This is like something completely different. This is more like industrial metal. Uh, yeah, and I wrote it's like more like Tool or Marilyn Manson, and they're, they're just kind of floating in their own weird little Cleveland-based space. I can hear the Slipknot, but Slipknot, like, they, Slipknot is Ricky Bobby. They want to go fast. Yeah. 
And this song is not fast. No, no, no. It is absolutely not fast. And they use a lot of piano. Like almost every single song, they have two vocalists. So they have their clean vocalist and their screamer. And they work so well together to the point where you almost don't know it's two vocalists. And it's simple, but holy shit, is it effective? Because you don't expect that guitar to come in. For the, if it's the first time you've listened to it, I wish I could go back and listen to this for the first time again because it fucking blew my dick off the first time I listened to it. And it still does to this day. I lose my dick every time I listen to it. I have to go fumbling around on the bottom of you know, the floor of the car looking for it. <laughs> Lorraine a bob at that bitch. <laughs> it's just so good because it just, it just womp, womp. And that's all the guitar part is, but over the top of the the really soft, like kind of smooth piano and J-Man's smooth vocals really sell it in like the slower parts. And then I forget what the other guy's, the screamer's name is, but, um, the, but J-Man's clean vocals have always still been really heavy and creepy and Mushroom Head really leans on that creepy vibe. They always pick something like a clip from an old horror movie or an old like B movie and they always put it in their song somewhere and, they just have a really instantly recognizable sound as just kind of these weird, creepy dudes that play piano and guitar really fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, you didn't really talk about it. You you, you touched on it a little bit, but this intro is spooky. Oh, yeah. Is that like kids, like, yell, like Children of the Corn-esque? Is that what it's I, from? I don't know. I don't know. It's Maybe so- I've been watching too many scary movies, but it really freaked me out. Also, I listened to it like at night while on a drive yeah. for the first time, and I was like, ah, "I might need to come back to this or like skip through the intro because it's kind of freaking me out." I think that sets up I'm the sur- tone of the song so well. Though. <laughs> I'm surrounded by cornfields. This is freaking me yeah. out. Um, so I, I like, had uh, this could be anybody, and then the piano starts. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. Um, I have a I had a little head cannon with this. Okay. I had a mental picture of the song being played at a bar mitzvah like someone playing the piano and you have like this uncle who has like long dark hair and his fingernails painted black wearing a pantera t-shirt and he comes up and like starts screaming over the piano and that's what i picture with this song and it's so <laughs> it's not like from a movie or anything i don't know why i'm picturing i'm just that. why i'm wondering why it's so specifically jewish <laughs> don't know okay it's just like it seems like one of those things that should be very reserved. Sure. Okay. And then there's someone coming in and just like ca- causing mayhem. Okay, and it's always sense. someone wearing a Pantera t-shirt. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I love this song and I I love the dichotomy of mm-hmm. like the the soft and like almost sweet piano. Yeah. With someone coming in and just screaming over it. Um, it's such a cool dichotomy. I mean, I, then J Man is so cool because he always says lines like. I don't want you to beat me senseless. And he makes it sound like kind of sweet still, but they, what he's saying is like really disturbing. And like, this is about like making a human being like sniff their own shit and like beating them. And like, it's fucked up. Like this song is fucked up, but it doesn't sound that way. It yeah. sounds fucking cool. And it sounds, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Like I, Oh, this is a song I immediately crank the volume on because I know what's about to come and I want to be able to bang my head as hard as possible. When that first fucking wow. Wow. And the, the t- piano still stays behind it. Yeah. It's so, so good. Yeah. That, that you're right. That dichotomy is just perfect. And right. I like that. <laughs> Like the creep that I have become face down and shit. I don't want you to beat me senseless. And it's just, what the fuck is going on, dude? Are you okay, man? Yeah. <laughs> Blink twice if you need me to take you to a psych ward. Um, yeah, it was. It was a. I remember listening to Mushroom Head, and I haven't really listened to him since. Yeah, we did um, it for Dollar Beer Night, right? Yeah, yeah. I made you guys listen to Super Buick, and that's been about a year and some change yep. now, maybe a year and a half. So. It's been a while since I dove into them, and especially after a lot more metal that you've you yeah. were into, it makes a lot of sense that they're your favorite. Oh yeah, they're if not my favorite, one of my favorite metal bands of all time. So my last pick, "Taking Up Space" by Jetty Bones. She's from Urbana, Ohio, which is pretty close to Springfield. That's kind of the yeah. outskirts of Springfield. Uh, it's just a, a cool area to be from, and she. We were. I was listening to it with uh, Zoe, and she says she kind of sounds like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, and I think she sounds like Avril Lavigne. If it's like a melting of worlds, if Avril Lavigne had listened to After Laughter by Paramore, where it was like it's okay to be in touch with your feelings, it's sure. okay to be really sad <laughs> and to feel like you don't, you shouldn't exist on this world. 
Um, without you don't, you don't think Skater Boy has a deep emotional weight behind it? I don't think Avril Lavigne has that like switch in her. <laughs> sure. Nothing against her. There's just you know, Haley Williams is my queen, not Avril. Maybe the original Avril Lavigne did, but her clone that took over for her doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have it. They messed up the cloning. She, it can't be that. She can't be that deep. There's a. There's a. If you don't know, there's a conspiracy theory out there that Avril Lavigne died in like 2001 and she's been replaced, which is so stupid. But I anyway, love it. Go ahead. Um, but I've really enjoyed Jetty Bones, and I'd always been kind of unsure about her vocal performance until I saw her live, and then I was like, okay, she's awesome. Yeah. I saw her open at Sad Summer Fest in Pittsburgh, and it's. It's a pretty eye-opening experience. She does a really good job. She has great stage presence. But um, her new album just came out this year. It's called... Oh, shoot. I should have looked that up. Uh, but she has a new album, and this is one of my favorites from it. And it's experimental. Uh, it kind of gets into the alt-pop, alt-indie. You know, there's all those different facets of, of music that you can get into. And uh, it still sounds like her, and she's staying true to her sound. So I, I'm a huge fan. You know, I, I kind of wrote something similar where it feels very much like 2000s female pump pop, pop, pop punk, punk pop, uh, Funko pop. <laughs> That's what you were saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, mixed with a little bit of country. It's, it's strange. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange vibe for sure. And I, you know, I think it sounds like a Taylor Swift song without the veneer of smugness. Because that's maybe everybody knows I hate Taylor Swift. She's fake. She sucks. I hate her. <laughs> uh, but this sounds like a Taylor Swift song that doesn't have all of that shit that I hate about Taylor Swift involved in it. And it's just it's it's far more wholesome, and it's it's unlike anything like Taylor Swift has ever put out to me. But it, she does sound very much like that kind of poppy country, a little bit of punk, a little bit of like. I don't know, edge to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's really confusing because I don't know how I quite feel about it. I, I think I like it. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it, but I know it's not bad. It's This is not a bad song by any stretch of the imagination. It's just I'm very confused by the way it made me feel. Because it does. It sounds very much like a, like a Taylor Swift song to me, but I don't hate it. And that makes me feel weird inside. Yeah. No, I get that. It it's kind of like how I feel about Haley Williams's new sing like uh, solo stuff. Oh, I like her new solo stuff a lot. I'm always like, do I like this, or am I trying to convince myself I like yeah, it? Yeah, that's fair. I guess if you grew up like loving Paramore, like it would be weird to hear her just do like a coast acoustic shit. And I even liked like After Laughter, and I think that was kind of the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. So after that, it's gonna the bar set so high that. Even if you're like getting experimental, I'm like, mm, 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 you know, and that's unfair. But, you know, I, I get the the skepticism because it's if you can't really put your finger on what it is, it's it's hard to know if you like it. Well, I think I know what it is. I just don't know why I don't hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't hate it. And it's weird for me not to hate it because this sounds like something I normally would hate. I think there's sincerity in it. Yes, I think that's I think that's the key. I think there's a there's like I said, there's no veneer of smugness. There's no like, oh, you're gonna love this no matter what I do because I'm Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I'm mediocre in every single way. But what if it was Taylor Swift with Bonnevere? Who fucking cares, dude? <laughs> okay. I, dude I, did. I didn't mean to get you worked up about Taylor again. <laughs> she sucks, dude. She sucks. We'll go poker voodoo doll after this. It'll make she you feel better. She makes mediocre music. She looks mediocre. She sounds mediocre. She dances horribly. She's a fake personality. Fuck her, dude. Taylor Swift, don't ever come on this program. <laughs> You're banned. Or do it, coward. Come, come face my criticism face to come face. Come to the roast. Come join us. Um, I had a running joke for a long time. I was like, I'm just going to date Taylor Swift and treat her right. Just so she'll never, never write another song again. I bet she would. I bet she would. She'd start thinking about old relationships. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Digging up the past. Whatever. You want to get in a song in the show? Let's do it. I had, I had really a good time with that playlist. Yeah, me too. I had a better time with it than I thought I was going to, for sure. Because I was like, ah, I don't know how dynamic this is going to be, but... Ohio's all over the place, man. Like I said at the top of the show, it's we're continually the underdog, and I don't know why because Ohio creates a lot of cool shit. Yeah. So, so uh, I'll let you go first with song of the show. Yeah, and I, I wanted to pick this specific artist. I, well, let me let me rephrase that. 
I wanted to give this artist a listen because they actually responded to one of Grant's comments uh, with a heart. And I was like, oh, that's cool. This artist is going to see this. Um, let me maybe give them a shot. And I listened to it and it's fucking awesome. I've turned on Body Language by Mojo Flow. And it's really just cool modern funk. And there's just not much else to say about it, man. It's just I love funk so much forever. <laughs> it's such an appropriate name for their band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's just... It's just really, really cool. It kind of meanders towards the end. And I'm like, okay, let's wrap this up. Or this could have been like a minute shorter. But the the meat that's there is so fucking good. It's just great, juicy, amazing funk. And I can't get enough of it. So, yeah, hopefully you're listening to this. Because I really do dig what you guys, what you do. And keep on doing it. Because the world needs more funk. That's right. Yeah, uh, I think the last real good funk we got was Daft Punk. Yeah, really, when you think about it. I mean, that Random Access Memories is one of the better funk albums I've ever listened to. So. And uh, who was that other one we were going to do right before Daft Punk? Oh, uh, Twerp? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Twerp, Twerp is uh, less funk and more just like goofiness. Yeah. <laughs> but they are very kind of funk-based for sure. Yeah. Uh, my song on the show, Daddy's Coming Home by Baby Jake. Full disclosure, I heard this on Spotify, and the guy was like, I got a new single coming out. What do you guys think? And he started singing, and I was like, whoa, this guy's got chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you listened to it yet? I haven't listened to okay. it yet. Um, so it's a weird song. I think at the end he starts talking about how I killed her. I killed this person for you. What do you think now? And it's, it's definitely a manic song, but the vocals kind of back that up. And yeah. I'd heard another song by Baby Jake a long time ago called Cigarettes on Patios, and you know, obviously that's a hit with me and Kev. And so, um, I was excited to hear a song that was so vastly different than that. So, um, yeah, that's my song of the show. Yeah. Um, we're recording this a little far out, so it's hard to know what the future holds for us. But in the meantime, you guys can follow us on Instagram at off the beaten clef. Our Twitter is at off clef and we've got a TikTok. Yep. I've been lazy with it this week, but I'll get on it. That's okay. Uh, off the beaten clef pod. And we've also got Gmail, which we love audience submissions on there. Uh, off the beaten clef at Gmail. You got anything else? Uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye.